Adam Cravens, and Jane Ellen watch more movies each month than most people do in a year. Parental Guidance suggested reviews new movies in theaters with no spoilers promise. These film nerds know their stuff. Hello and welcome to Parental Guidance Suggested. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens. I once interviewed a country-slash-pop crossover artist named Sylvia, best known for her song, Nobody, as in, you're nobody called today. No, I don't recognize it off the, the top oh, of come my... I'm not, I'm not telling you it doesn't exist, I just... <laughs> I legitimately don't think I've ever heard this song before. Even better. See, she's nobody, but then it's a play on words. Get it? I understand. I just, I hadn't heard it. Now, keep in mind, I basically just watched the same three movies on repeat until, like, I was 13. So there's probably a lot of stuff that I should have gained through osmosis that I did not. Hmm. Now, I just don't remember. Uh, oh, 1982. There you go. But as we were saying, nobody, yes. the film, plays very much like a suburban John Wick. And this may have something to do with the fact that it's written by the same gentleman. Can you guess what he wrote? John Wick? John Wick, yes. Wow. Apparently, he likes people that um, are very put off by violence they've committed in their past. But once you push them to the limit, um, they will murder some folk. And they will murder them... Hutch Mansell fails to defend himself or his family when two thieves break into his suburban home one night. The aftermath of the incident soon strikes a match to his long-simmering rage. In a barrage of fists and gunfire and squealing tires, Hutch must now save Starsky and Huggy Bear. Was that it? Did you you make up that last part? (laughs) that must have that, that must have been an after credit sequence. I I didn't know that there was a tag at the end. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So it's it's a Bob Odenkirk film. I and I, Christopher Lloyd. What? Yes, they're two people generally known for their comedic chops. And someone named Gage. I I will say this about having him in that role. When I initially saw the previews and I saw that he was the lead, it seemed like a weird idea to me. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This is a real first name. Not that I'm mocking it. I've just never heard of it. And it's not a mis... Not misspelling. It's not an alternative spelling to a regular name. Humberly. I think that's made up. Her name is Humberly. It it seems made up. At best, that's a hashtag. That is not not a person's name. If your name is spelled R-Z-A, is that how you say it? Or is it Riza? I feel like the vowels should be in different places than that. So, shame on you for not knowing that, Humberly. There's plenty of stuff I don't know about Humberly or the Wu-Tang Clan. (laughs) Okay. With Christopher Lloyd and Bob Odenkirk, which one's the bad guy? They're uh, father and son. They're like, that's his, his dad's in a... uh, and like a retirement, um, like community home, like apartment. And that's where he keeps all of his uh, weapons and things from his previous life of, of violence. So his his dad was violent or the guy was violent? Uh, both of them. It seemed like it was a 
family, a family, a family business, if you will. But after his, it's broken into, and he's really apparently trying not to give into it because I'm guessing it, it it's kind of like uh, an addiction for him. And once he gets that sweet, sweet taste of that violence, he knows that the the walls of the dam are going to be broke open, just like you. Yes, just what, what addiction do do I my, my addiction sweet, to sweet, violence or to video violence? Our uh, video cookies, cookies are delicious. Cookies are delicious. Uh, hot wings. I do have I have that addiction. So mine is not so much a violent one, but more of uh, some call it gluttony. Um, so I want to make sure I have this straight. Mm-hmm. So Odenkirk and Lloyd are father and son, son and father, and they were both really violent, but now they're older. And they just locked up all their weapons, and someone broke in and stole their weapons. No, they don't live together. His dad lives in a different place, but there's this uh, group of just thugs, a, thugs, mm. if you will, break into uh, Bob Odenkirk's home with his family and kids there, and he doesn't do anything to stop them because, like I said, I think he's he wants to make sure that he doesn't give in to that urge to... Or is he kind of like a superhero and he couldn't reveal himself to being incredibly violent in front of his family? Um, His son was watching, so that could have something to do with it. But at the end of the day, um, this really kind of starts him down that path. And before it's all said and done, there is a wake of bodies. Um, suppressing fire. It's uh like worthy of of Quentin Tarantino in some places. Like wow. this is not this does not go gently into the night. You're listening to Parental Guidance Suggested, brought to you by Hinson Oakley Family Dentistry. Jane Ellen talking with Adam Cravens about the latest film in the theatre, and it is called Nobody, and it has nothing to do with the 1982 song by Sylvia. However. It's already made a profit because the budget was sixteen million, and opening weekend it made over twenty one. And I will tell you this: like it is a funny, entertaining film. Like I, I wasn't expecting that. What the funny or the the entertaining Either. part? I thought stuff's just going to blow up real good. Well, I'm. I think in the same way that when a lot of people went to see Die Hard when it oh, first yeah, came yeah. out. Okay. Bruce Willis was not the Bruce Willis that we associate now. He was the guy from Moonlighting. Who I love. Who wanted to see, like, David Addison in an action movie. That's silly. That's what Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone do. You have no idea my feelings for David Addison. Not David Addison. But after Die Hard, which is probably one of the most influential, if not the most influential action movie ever made. Kind of, I can see that, yeah. Bruce Willis, for the next 10 years, is one of the quintessential action stars. But before that, if I would have told you, yeah, that guy from Moonlighting, he is going to be in this movie with uh, some some German accent guy that you've never heard of. Um, but this film just comes together and you're like, holy cow, how is it that that's not what he always does? Mm-hmm. Bob Odenkirk is not somebody that I would heavily associate with action. Like, if you, when I saw that he was starring in this movie, I was like, that's weird. That's a, that's a weird call out. Why would you get that guy to do it? But after you watch this movie, it, like, you're not thinking about Better Call Saul. You're sitting there going, oh, wow. Why, 
why isn't this guy doing more action? Like, I want to watch... He's like, rip off his shirt and he's all buff and I didn't know it or something? Not buff, but like, I mean, in this, I mean, honestly, to call it back to uh, Die Hard, like, Bruce Willis isn't like Stallone yeah. ripped in the movie, but like, he's not like... Not dad bod. Right. Not at, not at that point, at least. Yeah. But like, you're, you're sitting there going, okay, yeah, he could probably do that. Like, he's, he's in shape enough. Like, he doesn't have like a six pack you can grade cheese on, but like... By the way, I found those to be not attractive. Abs? The ones that I, are so sharp that's like there's just too much happening. It looks like several aliens are about to burst through. Now, I'm just talking about looking at a photo of someone who has a legit six-pack of muscles. So, like, we're, ta- we're talking about, like, a Chris Hemsworth, if you will. Uh, do, you, do you really want to tell Thor Ragnarok himself? No, no, that- no. Just Here, nameless let me, people. Let, let me get him on Twitter. Just Hold nameless on. people who have those. Christopher, do you know what Jane <laughs> has said about you? No. He's like, what, what, what has she said about me? What? Because I assume I think, he still speaks I think like Thor, even when he is not. Ah, uh, Thor. Anyway, so you liked it. It, Like I said, really kind of came out of nowhere. Wasn't expecting to enjoy it. And, and it's a weird blend of action, very much in the vein of John Wick. From a guy that I really did not expect to deliver those kinds of goods on. And I know that he will always be, first and foremost to you, Doc Brown. But to me, he was Jim from Taxi. So, does Christopher Lloyd shoot him up too? Um, Not not in the same way, but dad, Dad's given like good advice on, on being bad. If that, if that makes sense. But yes, you are correct in that Christopher Lloyd, that voice, that association. I When I watch Roger Rabbit, which is a film that I thoroughly enjoy, mm-hmm. all I can hear is Doc Brown when I hear Judge Doom talk. When I watched uh, the 90s Dennis the Menace movie, all I can hear is Doc Brown. No matter what he does... That is I hear always, from Taxi. That is always where my mind immediately goes back Have you ever watched to. Taxi? I have. Okay. Well... I need to rewatch it because, as I recall, whenever he was on screen, he wasn't in every season, but he would make me laugh so much. I just, just I mean, not for so funny. If the cast stopped after Christopher Lloyd, Andy Kaufman, and Danny DeVito, like you've got an amply talented cast, yeah. but it doesn't stop. Like as much as Seinfeld and Friends, like tend to get a ton of like respect and ad- or, or the 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 cast of Frasier like I lo- like all of these shows have positive qualities to them. Taxi maybe it's because of how old it is how at this point. I mean it's what it's late 70s? I don't even know. But it's it's 70s at least. I mean Dick Van Dyke, you know, still gets like its call outs. And and I enjoy that you know the honeymooners gets its call, but I never feel like Taxi ever gets the respect that I think. Oh, it, it's on Hulu. Woo. That it honestly deserves for a. It ran re- from seventy eight to eighty three, and it's a James L. Brooks thing. I have to tell you what. Oh, that's right. I forgot Tony Danza was in it. So this is what I hear all the time in my head prior to Doc Brown. And it was the character Jim in Taxi needs his driver's license, and he has to pass the written exam. And so he's by a window, and his friends are helping him pass. And so he says, what does a yellow light mean? And they say, go slower. What does? And it 
goes and it goes and it goes. <laughs> it's just like the Chuckles the Clown funeral with Mary Tyler Moore. It which, if I'm remembering correctly, is also a, a James, James L. Brooks. Brooks. Yeah. That's that may be the reason why it doesn't get more love than it does because Brooks was pretty prolific. And I mean, like Mary Tyler Moore is also another show that like does not have its. It, I mean that they're always pulling out Dick Van Dyke, but come on. I really can't think of an episode of Mary Tyler Moore that I saw that I was just like, oh my goodness, this they have jumped the shark here. This is why am I Lars. why am I still watching this? I'm just, anyway, so that just makes it funnier to me because that scene will replay in my head whenever I hear his voice. And, and my, Lloyd. Mine, mine is always Marty. Yeah. And that plays second. But that, I mean, but, but that's what happens when you watch a film, you know, 200, 300, 400 times. Easily. Uh, it plays in my head when I don't tell it to. Some people do not watch movies over and over like that. I don't understand that. I don't either. I, I'm, I'm honest to goodness, like if you were to just give me a line from Ghostbusters or Back to the Future, there's a pretty good chance I can go to the end of the movie and then go into the sequel before you tell me to stop. I'm going to make a guess that sometime in the past week you've watched Superman the movie. It's it's a really good chance, and I'd say it's because um, I I have your login <laughs> to HBO Max, Maybe. and of course you give me access to all of this new I think content. Ixnay on the Oginlay. Oh sure, Adam. I mean that's I have nothing. Yes, I th- I'm just you. Uh, you're very perceptive. Yes. Uh, anyways, I thought I have access. <laughs> I have access to all of this new content, uh, even DC Comics I content. I Superman. And naturally, movie. a movie that came out in 1978 is what I'm going, yes, <laughs> that's where the money is. <laughs> Boom, X marks the spot. Yeah, yeah, when I saw that, I was like, oh. <laughs> well, there's. I know who's watching that. <laughs> I wonder how many times he's watched that. Three times, Adam. You just you. You can't. You don't. Yeah. You don't. You don't want to d- go out there into the forest where you don't know what's going. Just stay here where it's safe. So nobody is worth it. Um, maybe even to go to the theater. But I w- yes, I, it's I, not. It's not on HBO Max, is it? No, it is Bummer, not. But man. I'm honest to goodness of the the films that are not like your your. Uh, Little Things or Godzilla versus King Kong, mm-hmm. the ones that you do have the option to watch at your house. Like, I think right now nobody is, and it may only have like a two-week exclusive. By the time you're listening to this, it may already be available on that. Mm-hmm. Nobody is a, like I said, if you like John Wick or you like that weird blend of kind of like violent comedy that like you can both be kind of appalled at how violent it is, but how strangely dark and comedic it, it is at the same time. It's, it's a weird... Very specific target they're hitting, but I I, I genuinely enjoyed this movie. It really just kind of came. I, I did not expect to enjoy it in the way that I did. Hmm. Nice. Uh, nobody is certainly worth your time. It is in theaters now, and thank you for listening to Parental Guidance Suggested. I'm Jane Ellen, and I'm Adam Craven. You've been listening to Parental Guidance Suggested. Download your favorites and keep up with new episodes in the Hints and Oakley Podcast Center.